after show. Oh, hey. I, hey. I have some challenge, I have challenge ourselves. So I have some follow up. So do you guys know there's the we set up the uh, Dubai Friday Discord? Oh shit! You know what we didn't do? What oh, didn't we do? Fuck me. Uh, why don't I just record a little pre-show message for everyone? Uh, sure. Huh? What do you What do you mean about the posters? Yeah. Or we could do it right now and say this isn't the after show. Yeah. All right. This. All right. Hey, everybody. It's hey, not the it's after, not show, the after yet. show. Don't challenge anyone. Digga, 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 digga. Posters. <laughs> Wait. Uh, what's uh, the pl- why don't we just do this as a as a before the show starts little PSA? No. Don't, don't edit. Like this is fine. Mm-hmm. You want it at the beginning so people know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. uh, well, it'll be. We'll make it funny. The uh, all right. No, it won't be funny. It'll be inorganic. No, this is this is just gonna all be at the beginning of the show. If you have not signed up uh, uh, to our Patreon, what's that URL, <laughs> Merlin? <laughs> I'm so you great guys, at explaining you things. Think you're so much better at this than no, you are. No, I'm yeah, not. Everybody, no, I'm Merlin no, here with no We wanted to let you know, all of our friends out there who support us on Patreon, <laughs> you need to get your order in by date. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Hey, YouTube. Uh, hey, Powder Nation. Uh, it's Max hey, here. Hey, fam. Uh, I've got a very special Dubai Friday I announcement. Suck at this. Uh, listen, here's the deal. Uh, uh, here's the thing is that you. Hey, everybody. I'm Max. <laughs> Breakout hit character from Dubai Friday. We wanted to oh. let all of our supporters on Patreon know that if you want to get your poster, you have to have your membership in place by date. All May right. 18th. Now here's the show. May 18th. Well, okay, one more thing. I have to from... explain the whole thing. You, you're not, <laughs> no one's explaining shit. No one's explaining it. <laughs> What's it? Max. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this is all staying in. Oh, all right. boy. I have a, a, a pre show announcement for everyone. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> here, we, here we go. I co-host the show with Dunning and fucking Kruger. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, hey, um, <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, this God. is gonna sound different because the show changed part way through, but this is part of the beginning. Anyways, I just want to explain. Uh, there was a rule of thumb where it was like, asks if you need something done, ask some the busiest person you know, and I'm like, fuck that. But I did it wrong, and so Merlin and Max are gonna do it instead. This is very. Digga, 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 digga. Do you, am I? Yes. I yes. Oh yeah, I'm throwing to you. Sorry. Digga, digga, digga. Max, you have an announcement. Yes. Uh, so, what's funny, Alexandra? I'm sh- oh, I'm good. I'm fine. Digga, uh, digga, digga. Max. Max has a <laughs> <laughs> announcement from Max. Uh, I'm so disoriented. I can't tell if you're, you I can't tell if this is a bit you're and you're trying to interrupt me or if I'm actually supposed to explain this thing. <clears throat> Hi. Hi. My name's Robert Podcast. <laughs> I have an important message. Oh my god. Oh god. Are you a current catheter user? <laughs> They're virtually painless. Uh, okay, I guess this I'll is the after the show. I'll plane with my catheter. Uh, Max, please make the announcement to our backers. I, I, I'm not... I'm actually I'm actually confused about what to do. Oh, so I don't know if, I, I. if this is a bit or if I should actually try and sell the Patreon or what. So I'm I'm a little bit lost. Oh, I think I think the idea is that we want to let isn't this to let people know that there's a cutoff date if you want a poster. Yeah, the, and whether we're going to do a new poster. I'm happy to explain it. I just don't want to I just look I just think I should we just need to explain the whole premise of it and I think it should just be a thing that we put at the beginning of the show. And that's that's we could, you know what we could also do we could record it however we record it yeah. and do it between jazz breaks that's, as like a that's a, a good that's a, I love that like a Roderick yeah yeah that's great okay 
Uh, hey, everybody. I've got a quick Patreon update for all of the uh, Dubai Friday Powder Nation. Uh, some of you know um, we don't have any ads on this show. We are just supported by our listeners, and that makes it so we don't have to sell uh, underpants or mattresses or uh, none of that stuff. And uh, uh, basically the way it works is uh, you guys have money and we want your money. So you can go to giveusyourfuckingmoney.com, and you become for $5 a month, you become a supporter of Dubai Friday. And we do a whole second episode every week the after show, and you get that in a private RSS feed for just $5 a month. Uh, but we also have another level, the more elite tier. This is where our true friends are, I would say. And uh, in this elite tier, we send you uh, swag, some Dubai Friday swag every so often. So the previous piece of swag was a show poster from uh, by our friend Kevin Budnick. And this was sort of, how would you guys describe it? I would say it's like, like, the, it's like the, Mar- the like Avengers Infinity War poster um, it's a very ambitious mm. crossover. It's like the slash fiction of your dreams. What if all of the breakout hit characters of Dubai Friday appeared on the same piece of paper? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and uh, it's yellow. Yep. And uh, you can still get that if you if you upgrade, if you become a $10 supporter or if you upgrade now, you can get that poster. Uh, but we do have a cutoff date. Do you know what that date? Have we picked the date? Yes. May 18th. So sign up by May 18th, and after that date, we are going to stop sending out the poster. So if you want the sort of season one Avengers Infinity War crossover uh, event uh, due by Friday poster, sign up by May 18th, and otherwise there will be no more posters going out. But we do have new swag in the works, so it's round two. We're doing another kind of a cool project. I think it's going to remain a secret for now. Uh, but if you want that, uh, we'll just send it to you for free as long as you're a $10 backer. So I guess it's not free. It's $10. But for the yeah. low price of $10, you free get all us. the swag. It's a good time to become the, <laughs> the, the $10, you know, the the high fidelity member of Dubai Friday mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, because you get, uh, you're get you going to get two things. You're going to get the poster and you're going to get the new shit that we're, gonna, we're about to send out. End of, Thanks, Max. Now back to the show. End, end of ad. <laughs> <laughs> the speech, Ron Swanson. <laughs> okay, first of oh. all, excellent work. Uh, second of all, that will be great to drop into the show. Uh, third of all, please leave all of that in the after show. Uh, yep. Um, what? What? Uh, welcome to the after show. Hey, I, it's really, really the after show now. I've Woo! come full circle and really want to talk to hear about us recording an ad for a thing you already bought. <laughs> it's almost like you have HBO. Oh, oh, ooh, what did I watch the other night? The other night I was watching something. It wasn't HBO. It might have been BBC America. And I got an ad, an interruption from the show I was watching that was literally an ad for the thing that I was watching. Ooh, Duncan That, on that happens and it's very, it's very offensive. And sometimes if it's like one of the ones that rolls their own streaming app, so it's not very good, mm-hmm. they slightly yeah. mistime the ad breaks. So all of a sudden you're watching it and before the it's commercial jarring. break comes on, like three seconds before, like the commercial just starts. And then when the yeah. commercial's over, it like resumes just to go to commercial break. Yeah, they literally just sliced it in without any kind. Yeah, exactly. It's it's super upsetting. Mm. Oh boy. Uh, I think it might have been Killing Eve. Now, but, are you guys yeah. watching Barry? I think Barry's my new shit. And then the the most recent episode, which is the it's the penultimate episode of Barry, was unbelievable. It's like one of the it's it's like it was some next yeah. level shit. It was very 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 good. My wife is up to that one. I'm on the one. I just finished the one right before that, but she accidentally told me what happened. It sounds amazing. The show it is as people it's one of those shows where it starts out great and just gets better and becomes kind of a different show. It's it it's very funny. I mean it really kind of reminds me of Patriot. Absolutely. It has a similar hmm. similar vibe as Patriot, I would say. Yeah, they talk about this on TV Talk Machine like is it a comedy is it not? I mean, it definitely has elements that are funny, but especially as the show continues it's not just a black comedy it's 
there's a lot of it's it's heavy, but it's really good. And Bill Hader is up for the role. Oh, you know, the one cast. Of, one Don't you my, love the gay the gay Russian guy? Isn't he amazing? They're so fucking funny. The the um all, all the Chechnyans. The Chechnyans, yeah, they're so they're fucking funny. They're all so good. Now, one of my big pet peeves in media that I've complained about a number of times on this podcast is a lot of times people want to make a piece of media about someone who's like great at something, but then it actually requires that they be great at that thing, and mm-hmm. then they're not that good at it. So an example was like the show. Like stand-up comedy. <laughs> yes, yes, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, where it's the whole premise is that she's like a savant. She's like this groundbreaking, incredible comedian. And in order to sell that to me, the audience, you pretty much have two paths. You could either, A, you could not show the stand-up on screen and just have everybody talk about it. And then as the audience, it's kind of a trick to like imply that it's really good, and but you're, you don't ever actually see it as the audience member. Or path B, which is the much more difficult path, you could actually have like a killer stand-up set in the show that's very funny, and you buy that this character is, is great at what they do. Um, but in Miss Maisel, they didn't do either, and I never bought the reality that she was very good at stand-up. In mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Barry, on the other hand, the characters are all in an acting class, and there's scenes where <laughs> you're supposed to believe that these characters are are either bad doing bad acting or good acting, and I they are such the cast of that show is so good that when they're so good at being bad, well, well, but they also have moments of excellence. Right. Well, but it's funny the way they play up. I always forget the woman's name, but the um, but Sally. Yes, I think <clears throat> Sally. Like where she's clearly supposed to be like the most gifted one in the group. Yes. And you you see people struggling, you know, with their parts, and just even the funny touch. It's so L.A. that you're used to seeing acting classes where people are acting out plays, but most of the, most of the scenes are acted out from movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a in the in the episode you haven't seen Merlin. There's Sally has a pretty incredible scene where she's part of it is like she's doing kind of a bad job with the acting and then part of it is she's doing a good job with the acting and then there's also a piece where Barry does a, a good job with some acting and like boy did they just act their nuts off in that scene like I really like I mean yeah. it was it was phenomenal it was phenomenal it was very I mean it was you're, the, you're putting a hat on it right you're saying like like look at these people act so you're noticing you're not you know what I mean it's like a it's mm-hmm. a hard it's a hard needle to thread because you're saying the show is saying like look at these people act and judge them and it better be fucking good if they're supposed to be good yeah yeah. The same thing happens in Killing Eve, which Merlin turned me on to last week, and they show Sandra Oh, the main, one of the main characters, who is in Grey's Anatomy, if you haven't seen it, it's a little show. That's a good show. It's a very yeah. good show. Um, but they just drop in tiny, tiny little bits that are like, oh, she is very good at her job without a ton of exposition because it moves very quickly. Like, you, you think the show is something two episodes in, and then it ramps up to just... I mean, it also reminds me of Patriot because it's somebody uh-huh. where it, 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 it goes to weird places. Yeah. And and what I was saying about um, there was that episode of Back to Work where you went on the a wonderful media rant like these people love TV. They love the structure. They love yeah. the way people watch they it. Get, they get this the is killing like, Eve. 40 some minute episode. Yes. They understand what to do. What yes. parts the story fit in. Could someone don't. like p- pitch this show to me? I don't under I don't know what it is. A sexy my, spy my thriller. Thing I would say personally. <laughs> is that it set a high bar, and I'm not sure it cleared the bar in the fifth episode. Oh, but interesting. Mm. With that said, I would highly uh, recommend it. Hmm. All right, can we, ha- uh, should we, should we, I think here's the, maybe what the order of operations here. I think we should pick the next challenge, and then we should blow the spoiler horn and talk about Avengers. I have oh, come God. full circle, and I really want to talk about it. Okay. All right, <laughs> so, so challenge, challenge is it? it's your challenge, Marlon. Oh, that's problematic. 
<laughs> God. I have some in my little notes app in my private yeah. list of challenges. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, I'm so tired. I really want pho. <clears throat> now, um, does pho um, give you energy? I, w- I was under the impression it was a lot happy. of I get hot carbs. meat and noodles. Oh, okay. Uh, bespoke wackadoo drink. You know, guy, we should do a keychain challenge. Have we talked about this? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably time to put this show to bed. <laughs> you know, maybe uh, don't become a ten dollars subscriber this week. This it's about to end. Considered a ring. This is actually it's a, it's a naval lanyard. Uh, <laughs> ordinance that allows the keys now, to Marlon, be removed and reattached fairly easily. Merlin, how familiar are you with? Allows them to be aligned uh, in a way that comports with their carriage inside your uniform or otherwise. Wise pocket. Merlin, how familiar are you with the material paracord? Uh, you know, I uh, I have a lot of interests. I design women's clothing and uh, <laughs> draw violins. <laughs> uh, I also have, uh, oh, God. Oh, I have a challenge proposal. A pair of pesky cats. I, stop making fun of keychains. Keys are important. Okay. Um, I also forgot my keys in my apartment this morning. I don't know how I'm nice. getting home. All right. Nice. Uh, <laughs> um, you talked about this very early on, <laughs> and it reminded the rules of thumb stupid. Stupid book reminded me of this. Use a shoe tree. Oh what, yeah, what is, me a shoe tree. What is a shoe yeah. tree? I oh. still don't really know. <laughs> it's supposed to be <laughs> a good. Shoe, a shoe tree, which I put in all of my shoes, mm. is a, a device that usually made of cedar. <clears throat> that's got like it basically a, mo- roughly looks like the shape of a human foot. In particular, the toe box area and the heel area. It has a little um, springy stick inside of it, and little springy sticks that push it outward. And when you push them into your shoes, it fills the cavity of your shoe and keeps them fresh and dry and lovely. And I'm a huge fan. Do you also use this with sneakers? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what maybe I'm. Even especially with sneakers. Yes, that I thought it was just for fancy shoes, and I'm not a fancy shoe person typically. Um, but I've just been hearing more and more about like switching between shoes every day and usually you know, there's a rule of thumb about that yep yep there is um the last three times as long right yeah, but yeah apparently um which i i don't know that that's just a potential but it, it's a little keychain challenge ish but i think i'm just gonna get a shoe tree what was the uh, that's i'm not against that i don't know how much we have to talk about what was the one you guys were talking about earlier Cha- a challenge we, we, we had an idea for a challenge in this one alex what was it Oh, the cold Remember shower, I, the I cold shower. Yes. Christ, I don't uh, want to do a cold shower. I, I mean, I would do it for the show. <laughs> oh, right, cold, cold shower. shower. Oh, should we try the cold shower trick? I Are you supposed to do it like when you're trick. horny? The Well, no. no, I I mean, also yes, but um, there's well, a couple. No, the, 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 I'm talking about a science shower. I'm talking about after you've yes. had, when you're done with whatever you consider your normal eight-minute shower, mm-hmm. then you blast it. You blast it. Splatter. You blast it. For 30 seconds, all the way cold. Mm-hmm. Why? And then, uh, then observe the results. Okay. So you're not telling me what I am spo- what I should anticipate here other than being cold and cranky. Do you want to know what you should anticipate? Well. A- according according to uh, uh, secondhand, thirdhand from John Dickerson, it gives you energy and focus. So like in the morning, you feel very awake. But also you might be very, very angry because you just Yeah, I mean I, I mean, I have a similar <laughs> life hack of uh, I just uh, have someone punch me in the nuts every yeah. morning and I find it... I find it it provides a great deal of alertness to me. Uh, you ever scald your balls? Uh, <laughs> not all of us have balls. Sometimes I just <laughs> got to blast the shower. You ever, you ever tell your girlfriend how to drive? <laughs> <laughs> you got a Roderick waiting for you, buddy. Oh, Woo. boy. Uh, anyways, uh, I, would, I would do the shower. Let me write that down. Cold shower. 
the 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 shoe tree one, I guess I would do something like do something unconventionally fancy with your clothes. Hmm. Would be one way to put it. Um, and then you guys, I feel like in our super secret private text channel, you guys had mentioned one in the last couple of days. Oh, I was talking about how we, I think rightly so, shy away from media challenges because it's hard for people to participate if they well, are not. Bo- they're a mostly boring to talk about too. Yes, but what yeah. what made um, the album one, with the exception of Patriot, I think we may have actually done that show a service. I hope so. Anyway, uh, yeah, the perfect album one was interesting because people participated afterwards <coughs> and it was talking more about structure and storytelling or uh, in within the album and like musical all that nonsense Whoa. i need to bl- do the fancy blow again um and i think doing something similar with a like okay pick not like a perfect film but a film with perfect uh cinematography or perfect color correction or something like that would be interesting but i don't exactly know what direction i mean i think it could be interesting to basically do like uh everyone name their favorite movie that's not obvious which we kind of already did in a challenge then we all watch it and talk about them and compare them to each other but that's like a lot for one week but what if it's just merlin's oh i see i'm just searching for the word challenge in our channel here well, that would be the big Lebowski. <laughs> no. This challenge is That's... painful. This challenge is going to be lit. I am so excited for this challenge. See, I'm doing the same thing and getting <clears throat> much different result. That's a Good sign old... of uh, madness. <laughs> I want to do a challenge where we each make a five-minute podcast pilot. Uh, uh, I have a couple. This is a terrible challenge. <laughs> what, about the, what about the drafts and workflows episode that we were talking about a couple weeks ago? Hmm. Hmm. That could be up Merlin's alley. Mm. The hardcore challenge of getting an apple. <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, you mean like maybe explore some automations? Yeah, just like make a workflow or like install drafts and like configure it. You guys probably already both did that. Uh, I still my my drafts is way behind. I have not <clears throat> not heavily explored the uh, the new features. But well, why don't we do a drafts? Why don't we play with the new draft? Like like set up one use one new feature in, in drafts. That's a challenge. Does that work for you, Alex? Yes. Oh no, I'm very excited. So do something creative with the app drafts. Yep. Okay. I'm into it. But I also am going to want everyone to explain to me like... like How I, it's I'm actually gonna, useful. Yeah, like I want to know like what you do with it, right? I don't want to just know that 90% of the worms face the same way. I, I need to know how to use that information in my life to live you a get, better you life. Get, you get a little cranky sometimes, Max, where you want people to explain things to you. Right. <laughs> it's useful because you automate things that you don't have to do All right. twice then. Can we talk about... <laughs> it, does, we, it does it for you. I'm yes. Gonna, I'm going to get the, the horn. I don't know. Okay. Just getting the horn. That's how the headphones break. Oh, no. Spoiler horn. Spoiler horn. We're talking about Avengers Infinity War. So turn off the podcast now if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to hear us talk about it. Uh, what Did you guys like this movie? Merlin, you, you already talked about it on one of your shows, mm-hmm. which was Back to Work. You didn't talk about it, though, in the context of spoilers. And now that discussion seems very different to me. Uh, yes, I, I saw the movie, um, and I talked about. Uh, God. I talked about like why I think maybe I'm just not into this kind of movie right now. But it sounds like you want to talk about the plot and like what happened in it, right? No, not necessarily. Well, uh, what do you want to talk about, Max? Well, I, I, you, you, I mean, you, you, you I mean, this is not. I'm not. 
trying to turn this over to you, but I'm saying you're the one who wants to talk about this. What is the direction you want to take with this yeah. movie that everybody's talked about? What is it? What direction do you want to take with it? Uh, well, I just liked it, and I just wanted to talk about it with you guys because you're totally, I don't know, totally acceptable. I don't mm-hmm. know anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like you're my you're my friends who see Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I liked it. I actually liked it so much that I went back and watched all the Marvel movies I haven't seen before because yep. it made me, wow. I felt wow, like, wow. So to me, I felt like it paid off. I felt like all along there's been this question of like, should I care about this thing? Is it going anywhere? Does it fit together? Is it worth my attention? And there were some real clunkers. Like I just went back and watched Iron Man 2 because that was a movie that I have almost no memory of. And that movie sucks balls. Like yep. that movie Aww. is, t- like that, that movie. movie is awful. Uh, that Not movie, my bird. That, well, that, that there's some good, that whole plot with, that guy's great and, uh, and um, a moon is great. Sam, Sam Rockwell's Sam great. Rockwell's amazing in that movie. But the story makes no sense, and Iron Man is a real piece of shit. And the effects look bad, and it's not well-directed, and the dialogue is not smart or good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah, I just really liked the movie. I felt like it really fit together as a cohesive universe. I, I felt like I was very impressed by how the gears and pieces fit together. And I felt like they made, you know, I feel like Marvel's made this, like, this whole this you know it's a it's a thing to be a nerd about they invented a a new thing to be a nerd about and that's cool to have that happen in our lifetime where we can go see it in real time and it's obviously it's ambitious on a scale that that hasn't really been done before with this like network of movies Mm -hmm. and i thought it was like pretty funny and joyful and i'll also like well i'm happy to go into like like i the ending was clearly pretty grim but uh, I'm happy to go into, like, I, th- I have some pretty cool ideas. I think they set up a really cool movie for part two, and I'm happy to talk about what I think that will be as well. I think something that a lot of people aren't necessarily talking about is what would have happened if a different director had come on for Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, James Gunn is largely responsible for this universe yes. now. So mm-hmm. when Guardians... That's, ca- a, that's a really interesting point. When Guardians came out, Marvel remembered how to be fun. Yes. Marvel movies mm-hmm. got very self-serious and boring and beige and intense and in a in a lame awful way before Guardians. And the, in the post-Guardians era where everything is allowed to just be like funny and fun and there's jokes, like I'm way more on board with like latter-day Marvel. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I think I th- I think the um most of my observations about this movie are observations about myself and the consumption of media and the expectations of media. The things I will say I do like very much. As far as payoff, um, yes, the James Gunn stuff, thank God they brought him in. And to paraphrase the guys on The Watch, I mean, basically, the, James Gunn and Guardians of the Galaxy now define space Yeah, in, mm-hmm. in Marvel movies. And that's important at this point. That is a big, interesting thing. We are tired of watching people beat each other up in 9-11. Like, there's a lot of fun <laughs> to be had with this. I think I think Doctor Strange is definitely a wild card who's made things very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't don't necessarily love him in his swirling hands. I think he's great. I love that character from the comics. And I wait, like who doesn't trade here? People don't like Doctor Strange. The, yeah. Oh, I thought I thought I think, the, I I think the biggest great. payoff is in the relationships that will allow you to derive. I'm not. Sh- I don't don't talk to me about like the actual sad things that happened in this movie because I thought they were really lame. But on the upside. I think there was a lot of genuine humor, some of it very subtle, that was able to come out only because they built so much over the past. So you get something like the triad of like, was it Hulk, Spider-Man, and um, 
and Iron Man. Yes. No, sorry, Doctor Strange. Yes. Um, Iron Man and Sp- and that was that was genuinely fun watching mm-hmm. those guys just interact, watching Thor and Rocket interact. It was all fun. So that was very satisfying to me. Uh, that there were there was a lot of fun and a lot of humor and a lot of the uh, you know sometimes effective pathos because of those relationships. I I feel like uh, are you mad that they dissolved everyone at the end of the movie? Is that it, like left a bitter taste? In your I'm mouth? mad that they dissolved everybody at, at the end of the movie, and it definitely won't matter. Well, yeah, hmm. of, of course, of, of course, those people are obviously those characters are coming back because they've announced. Yeah, se- they're, they're, they've they're announced sequels. Us. They're 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 totally like they're stooging us on that. No way are all those people actually gone. Yes, some people will die in the next movie, but that was a really that was a lame ending with the really? lamest villain ever. Like it's such a wow. lame. Thing. I like I like Thanos. I thought Thanos was a, was. I know an everybody intro. likes Thanos, and this is why I don't want to talk about it. As I said in our super super secret private channel, this is the kind of movie you're allowed to have two opinions about. You either love it or you apologize for the reasons you didn't love it. No, and I don't like being a karma suck about it. But no. I thought Thanos was very poorly formed. I thought his motivation was frankly stupid, and I thought the way that all that played out as like, okay, well, let's just take it as read. This person who's just kind of been in the background, this disappointing Emperor Snoke character, suddenly has this big. <laughs> system that makes absolutely no fucking sense he could have had everything he wanted he could have moved onto that porch anytime that didn't have to happen and the results are going to be silly and they didn't even like make him deranged they made him like empathetic and was like ugh. like the joker i'll take a joker or a magneto any day over that guy interesting i i don't know i thought it were I, I thought it worked i didn't question Did you so so tell me what let's talk about thanos and his plan yeah mm-hmm. maybe you can talk me out of how dumb i no, am about did... not understanding how brilliant his so plan i thought is. it was <laughs> I thought it was. I I liked it. He's trying to do the right thing. Is that the idea? Yes. So I, I thought it was pretty good in the movie, and then as soon as I thought about it afterwards, I realized that it didn't make any sense. Right? Because he it makes absolutely like, zero instead sense. Instead of and like I said on Back to Work, it's like somebody who's never used their genie wishes and doesn't know the tricks. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it he was really trying to achieve? Because he's not a, he's not trying to be a merciless, a pitiless genocider. To quote Maria Bamford, he's not trying to do that. <laughs> He thinks he's doing the right thing to save people. And I, I guess I don't get what he thought. Is it just Malthus? He just thinks that having fewer people is going to take less resources and everybody will be better? Well, what is he trying to do? If you're trying to like go in, think about on. that logically, uh, Chris, is his mic on? Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Um, if you're trying, I mean, the same thing can be applied to why is this... Uh, battle happening in a giant field on Wakanda and oh I had not seen the previous <coughs> Captain Americas other than the first one and I did not know that his shield was now like dolphin fin stabby things and that's just a <laughs> stupid wow no that's uh, they said in that's only from Infinity War wait really yeah they, they said get this man a new shield oh there was like a whole like line dolphin fin. it's he, like a Wakandan has, it's like a Wakandan shield he has little flippers it's yeah. <laughs> But I mean, but you also, sir, of course, you know that he, his original shield that Howard made is made of vibranium yes. from Wakanda. Yes, yeah. that I knew. Um, but, well, th- that aside, I just thought it was fun. Um, it was weird looking, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you can say like, okay, so why are they even bothering with this? Like, why are your, you know, it's it's like putting Hitler at the front line. It's like, okay, why is Captain America there? Ooh, I don't know why I compared them. Uh, it, all of it's <laughs> silly. So... And it's think of like the the base for this movie. It's not, you know, it, it it's not like a, a Lars von Trier film. It's just I, I, for the darkness of the ending. And I know you thought there wasn't a payoff. It, the rest of the film was like silly and fun. It was a lot of fun to there was watch. A lot, there was a lot of silly fun for sure. And I was sure. surprised. I mean, I, I could have done without the space orcs in Wakanda. 
that entire sequence was just just so painful. There's some good fighting with the ladies in the trenches. Why are the ladies fighting the ladies? I'm not sure, but I guess that's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought a lot of it was the, like I say, the interplay. I thought I thought Teen Groot was a riot. That 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 totally worked for me. And when he gave his little stick to make the the new um, the new Dinklage. Oh yeah, <laughs> just... I, I thought that was a genuinely really sweet thing. I really I really liked that. He was like the kid in the iPad commercial, you know. Yeah, I mean this this is trying a film that's trying to reach all four quadrants, and we're in a time. I think it's surprisingly successful given yeah. how ambitious it is. It's just that it's it's an event film. You know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. you can't go into it expecting it to be you know Citizen Kane or whatever, or even like you say Lars von Trier. Like it's it's got a lot to cover, and I I think they did a, a and there were certain scenes that I thought just soared. I thought anything involving like when like when Thor got his powers back and the big lightning thing happened. That was I thought that was thrilling. I thought when you see the shadowy figures show up to help out. Um, Scarlet Witch and Vision, and you realize it's the expat Avengers people. I mm-hmm. thought that was totally cool, and that was that was a good fight scene too. I all thought. those all those early all those early scenes where like Thanos's like weird mutant army are going to like New York and all of that. I thought that stuff was all great. He's got they got to face down these guys. Yeah, yeah, and they set the great. stakes early by basically saying like. You know, all the all of the usual trump cards are not going to work here, right? So you can't count on Hulk to do this. You can't, you know, you can't count on all this trickery that like he's he's sort of you know immune or invulnerable to the poundings that we've gotten used to thinking are the solution. So th- that was an interesting touch, yeah, for sure. I think what has made me excited about Marvel again is I can actually understand what's happening in the fights, which is probably due to the Russo brothers. But I was like, oh, this isn't just a CGI blob. And and maybe that's because I've had to see some of them in 3D and it just like my brain doesn't work with 3D. But uh, I was never like, okay, why is that? It wasn't a big mush up of aliens like you could actually follow what was happening i i'm pretty tired of almost all of the fighting in these movies except when it has like extremely intense personal immediate stakes for the the character that you're supposed to care about Mm -hmm. like i think the last superhero movie where i cared at all about the fighting in any sense was um uh the uh logan like every fight oh, yeah. scene in Logan, I cared a lot because I was like, "Is he?" Gonna there was, get there was every one of them had some kind of stakes. That's Correct. a very different movie. Well, though. it's 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 the, yeah, but like, but the it, reason well, it, I mean, do we really want to slice the baloney that thin? Like, fucking a, make more of those, dude. Make yeah. a Hawkeye oh, sure. movie that's yeah. like Logan. I agree. <gasps> right. So, but but another thing that always bugs me about these movies is you know, okay, so like Tony Stark and Bruce Banner and Doctor Strange, they're all supposed to be geniuses. Like, it's part of their character and it's part of their origin story that they're like brilliant inventors and they're the smartest men on earth and they're the only guys who can build and fix all this crazy shit. Why, what happened to that? Like, aren't they supposed to be able to come up with smart solutions other than punching the bad guy? Like, isn't that part- there's a whole There's a whole series and an ongoing thing in the, in the books called the Illuminati. And it's this group of, you know, um, Rex, Doctor Strange, like so, the Fantastic Four, Doctor Strange, um, Namor. It's like all of these smart, really smart brain trust of people trying to figure out how to avoid, you know, giant, giant problems. And then when a giant problem comes up, they're sort of like the super Avengers mm-hmm. and like being able to do like very, very large things. But but I agree with you. And I think that's one way that Doctor Strange can can be used very well in the same way as like in a good D&D campaign. The idea that he can create a portal and drop somebody into something is a very interesting idea. 
why they didn't just keep doing that to Thanos, I'm not sure. <laughs> right. Well, but like, I, can't you just send him away? <laughs> I, I well, I like the the I like that he has like clever tricks that he can do in fighting. But like, I'm even more interested in like so like at the end of the Doctor Strange movie. I thought that's like one of my favorite things in any Marvel movie was that was so fun where, the, the repeating scene mm-hmm. the repeating scene with Dormammu and it's great like he it's like actually that that's a good example of what I was talking about earlier of like you can't just say that this guy is a genius and then mm-hmm. not have him do a smart thing right right, right so right. it's an no ex- no it's, that's that's a really good point it's, it was it was sort of like the like the, you may not agree with this but like it was almost like a, something from a really good episode of Doctor Who we're like okay now you've shown me that you can outsmart this person on your own terms and like that is very that is right. very effective maybe even more so than like a hulk pounding something it's really cool to watch somebody be able to undo someone through a uh, what's the word what's the term they used to use where you got an imbalance of power a disproportionate you know kind of fight right What's that called? Ace, What's asymmetric? Huh? Asymmetric? Asymmetric. Asymmetric warfare. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I just, that's that's kind of my problem with most of these superhero movies is it's all like deus ex machinas and like someone's stronger than someone else. And I, I do wish that there was like actual like clever, clever storytelling as well as just like clever dialogue. But so I think I figured, I think I've reverse engineered what happens in part two. Can I, can I make my prediction? and yeah. tell you guys mm-hmm. and then when it inevitably is worse than what I'm describing you can join me in my disappointment <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. so here's what I think happened I think everyone assumed or at least I assumed that the way this because you knew it was two parts right yeah so I think what I what everyone yeah. assumed is that the first part would focus on the classic Avengers the old Avengers and you'd have a farewell to them and some of them would die and then you know like Tony Stark would die I think he dies in the Infinity War comic and then um and then you'd have the new Avengers, which are like, isn't that like, um, War, Machi- like War Machine and Falcon like and Spider-Man? And they would create the new Avengers. Mm-hmm. They would avenge the old Avengers. And then that would be the new, you know, whatever, phase 17 of the Marvel Universe moving forward. And I think they did something really interesting and they almost flipped it exactly. Of like, they mm-hmm. this movie largely gave a lot of screen time to the sort of B, B-list characters and the upcoming characters. And gave them like reasons to avenge. It like gave them emotional stakes in this whole, you know, all the Marvel bullshit. And then it dissolved them. So they're gone. And all that's left are the original cast of the Avengers. So it's like, you know, right. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk. And I think. So just to be clear here, though, you think what we see at the end of that movie is our current Marvel 616 universe. You don't think there's a chance that the other people are the ones who lived and we're seeing the people who died? I don't think the so. alternate universe No, I don't thing. think so. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe that. I think that probably what's going to happen, my guess is what's going to happen is the... Oh, well, I don't know, Merlin. That's inter- that is very interesting. I hadn't considered that. But I, I think... Of what, all the bananas theories, that's the one I first thought. Oh, that's, that is kind of clever. That is interesting. Is, is it that the original Avengers are there to team up or is it that they're already gone and they're going to have to fight from the other side? Uh, I think the opposite is going to happen. So I think that all the people who dissolved are inside of that, that soul gem or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. And Gamora is probably there too. And mm-hmm. they're all going to sort of get... They're going to sort of fight together. And you know, you know that these movies need some sort of like like a huge scale, you know, uh, uh, second part of Lord of the Rings battle. And that'll probably be like fighting all the other souls of the damned in the, in the soul stone and the Mel escape at the end. But I think the bulk of the movie is going to be the la- the final team up of the classic Avengers. And they're going to probably Wakanda. It's probably black Panther's a uh, sister. Who's like really good at gadgets, right? Mm-hmm. What's her Shuri. name? Mm-hmm. Shuri. Uh, Shuri's yeah, probably got some sort of time travel bullshit and she's going to give it to them. And all the original cast of the Avengers 
the four of them, are going to have to go on a journey where they go back in time to, and revisit every signature Marvel movie. So the first Iron Man, the first Avengers, the first Captain America, oh. and they travel through time. And you know how throughout all of these movies you're seeing all of the different gems pop in narratively? And they're going to have to go build their own Infinity Gauntlet and... Um, and uh, punch Thanos at the end of the movie. And probably what we're going to see is they're going to retcon in where, like, they, behind the scenes, they save the day. So, for example, in the first Avengers, you know how Tony s- flies the nuke up through the black hole and then he, they think he's dead, but he falls back through? Mm-hmm. I yeah. bet, like, just off screen, like, Infinity War Tony Stark pushes the old Tony Stark back through the black hole. Oh, I see. That'd you see what fun. I'm saying? So they, yeah, they, they're, they're like behind the scenes all along. They were like making it so the Avengers would win. And then uh, and then they'll make their own Infinity Gauntlet. They'll assemble the Avengers, uh, the, the Infinity Stones, and they'll make their own Infinity Gauntlet, and they'll go punch Thanos with it, and then they'll bring everything back. But probably some of them will die. Like my guess is that that whole thing of like good guess. Captain America saying like we don't trade a life for a life is going to be the way he dies is he's yep. going to he'll die like letting everyone escape from the uh, Infinity Gem or whatever. Oh, and also Iron Man will die and then Shuri's going to become the new Iron Man. I don't think he's going to die. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Captain America is the only one who's going to die, and then Interesting. Uh, well, maybe Iron Man retires. But sure, I think oh, Shuri. Yeah. I think I think it would be really cool. I'm actually that's actually something I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Is I think it would be really cool if Shuri becomes the new Iron Man. And oh wow, yeah. And they kind of tease it in the um, in the yes. Black Panther movie. She gets these like Iron Man gloves. Yep. Even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't. Um, that doesn't happen in the comics, but this made me very happy. Like like the way they portray Thanos is so different, and the way they do Guardians of the Galaxy is so different that it's finally finally like they are free to produce something different and be like, okay, this is the MCU. We're not going to bother with the canon. We're just going to go with like the general arc of uh, right. it, which is. Really exciting to me because there was a lady Iron Man at some point. I think, but it wasn't I think good. the current Iron Man is a black is a black woman. Yes, yeah, right. Uh, wait, really? Yeah. Huh. Named uh, I'm just looking it up on Wikipedia. Named uh, Riri Williams. Oh yes, of course. Why, boy, I'm so out of the loop. But uh, that just is further. It just like kind of further makes sense to me that Shuri becomes Iron Man. She's just so good. Uh, yeah, she's funny. She's also like she's like she's like wisecracking like like Robert Downey Jr. is. Did you see her in Black Mirror? Uh, no. I stopped watching Black Mirror. Uh, she's in the last episode of the most recent season, and it's uh, called Black Museum, I think. And it is one of the darkest ones yet. Not in terms of like dystopian future, but in terms of like the is action. Is this one where they go on the date? Thing. No. No, yeah. that's been, hang the DJ. I love that one though. Oh my god! What do you what do you what do you guys think of my of my sequel to uh, Infinity War? It's pretty good, right? Mostly mm, what good. I was good. thinking through all of that, I'm like, mm, Max is writing a really good Doctor Who episode too, and that kind of upset me. <laughs> like that's that's. I think it's all. I think it's all. Good. I think they set their. <laughs> I think good. they set their little. They set their little ducks up very well, and they're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. do a little. They're gonna do a little like Lost did this trick a lot, where like when they when they would like hop through history, and you'd see like classic scenes from Lost, but with the characters, the new characters inserted into them. This could be very logistically challenging, though, because the older movies look so different and. Mm-hmm bad <laughs> yeah but they could do that and you're yeah. right it's so doctor who it's so like clara like yes you know, the, uh what do they call her not the the impossible girl. girl the impossible girl yes where she's always showing up in his timeline yep yeah that's a good theory max i thought that would be satisfying 
I mean, uh, I think it's going to be a lot more simple. It's just going to be okay. The uh, they do do they they have a sciency plot because the other thing they really like is they're going more in a sci-fi direction than um, you know like gods and stuff, um, which is just my own personal taste. But uh, I don't know. That's again, it's it's that storyline's almost too fun and like too. <laughs> it would be too satisfying. Yeah. Wait, check this yeah. out though. Who's yeah. the only person who's strong enough to wield when they make the second Infinity Gauntlet or when Peter Dinklage makes it for them or whatever? Guess who's going to be the only person who's strong enough to wield it? It's fucking oh, Hulk. Or... He comes back. Oh. In the no. end, in the end, he learns how to be angry again and make the Hulk oh, come out, and then he so and then he puts the. <laughs> Do you know why that's happening, Merlin? Was was that part of some storyline at some point? Yes, he, he lost his Hulk mojo. In, like he in, just can't get a hard on anymore. Yeah, in, in, taking uh, too many cold so showers. Weird. That weird effect where he partially like. Ugh. Yeah. In, in Ragnarok, he the Hulk was like took over for years, and so now he's scared to turn back into the Hulk. Yeah, it's like the hammer in uh, in Doctor Horrible. He's not used to getting beat at stuff, and now he's got to go to a psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! You With put my eyes back in my head. Oh. Wait. So, what's the challenge this week? I'm, I'm still, I'm confused. Drafts. Oh, drafts. You, okay. You came up with a challenge. Uh, who, who's going to be the next Hulk? Man, the Hulk is so sad. He just was never. He. Why? Never Mark Ruffalo might stay in it. No, he's too old. He looks. He's he's aging out of that role. Yeah. Um. But I I really would like a, a Hulk movie. Um. I've always liked him. I like the sci- the big science boys. <sighs> I thought Chris Pratt was okay in this. Yeah, I think they he had to be more serious than Don't I felt I He felt like he was in a slightly he and and Tony uh, Robert Downey Jr. kind of felt like they were in different a different movie. Yeah. I, oh, that that sweatsuit the whole time. You like that leisure oh, wear? Is that a good look? Yeah, I couldn't be like like can't he just nano yeah. himself a nice suit or something come on i i thought chris pratt i feel like chris pratt there's probably chris pratt is gonna die and he just seemed no. so fucking oh, harrison no. ford phoned it into this movie oh, he seemed no. did you think so like i didn't want to be unkind because i no, love him he seemed so, so much, he seemed but i thought he was he didn't seem really super up to it in this he mm. seemed absolutely checked out and like i think he's probably he's gonna have to pick of of is he gonna do like the dinosaur stuff or the or the uh, or the Marvel stuff, and I could see that that maybe he's done in this movie. And well, I mean, and like, look at um, Bucky. I mean, all the reports are that like supposedly that he okay, who's gonna be next Captain America? And Bucky's like, hey, you know, the Bucky actor is like he's in for like fucking nine movies. Yeah, he's now he's the new uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Pine. Chris, what's his name? Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Where Evans was just having as of a couple years ago, even was just like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> Let this end. I've Let made a huge end. mistake. <laughs> but now that's now that's Sebastian Stan, I think, where it's like, you know, well, are you going to find a place for me doing something cool, or am I just going to keep showing up and having to keep my hair long? Like, what are we going to do here? I mean, I think all the new actors they're bringing on, though, they're trying to avoid the arrested development situation where they're really going to have to juggle uh, all this stuff. And I think they did an okay job with this in having almost like mini arcs for everybody that were like really satisfying. It wasn't too jump cutty. I, uh, I could definitely, um, I, I definitely think that the, there's like a certain well of like of like stupid like um, 
MacGuffins that the that the Avengers have to fight about, and like it used to be that every fucking Marvel movie was that there were rogue Iron Man suits, and they had to go blow up the rogue Iron Man suits. Yeah. They made like nine movies about rogue Iron Man suits, and it was like, dude, stop making the suits, and then they'll stop going rogue, and you can stop blowing them up. But uh, right, that's the classic Hank Pym thing. The the, the Ant Man thing is like, oh my god, you keep creating all these things that then go on to create more problems, and it's like, stop! Like Hank Pym is the worst. Like quit doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's. I I mean, that's literally the plot of like three or four of the Marvel movies. Is they have to go blow yes. up Rogue Iron Man suits, and then the, the the other one is that like Bucky's on the loose. Someone whispered some Russian to him. They mm. they 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 paid. Uh, ha- I'd like to see a gentle the- BBC steer- series where he and Steve just go and start a B and B together. Mm-hmm. Like, but isn't that maybe, the- maybe solve crimes? But, but wouldn't it, that be cute? They just that- finally get to just go be totally gay and mm-hmm. make a little B and B. Isn't yeah. that partially like like I actually think that's not a a bad direction for Marvel to think about doing, like to basically drop it's the, the woke the, thing to do now. Well, to basically drop the 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 hero's journey. F- Smash them up like genre and like expand genres into oh, other you mean, things. Like, the dying in a blaze of glory. Well, what? No, it's just no. I I don't mean that. I just mean like narratively, like these movies are feel tired to me. And where do you go after Infinity War? Like, there's just going to make more right. movies where people like have a tragic origin story and then go bl- and then become realize their true strength and blow stuff up. Like, well, and that's you know part of this is my the same beef that everybody's been making about these movies from the beginning and before the beginning. Which is that, like, when the stakes are everything all the time, the existence of the universe and that kind of stuff, it's, it's, if the story's not up to it, it's not as fun. Like, the stakes in Hot Fuzz are much more compelling. I'm sorry to always keep bringing that up because mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite movies, but like, in any of these movies, this, it's not a question of how big the stakes are. You raise the stakes to make the story more interesting, but it can be a very small story and just be very, very, there are children's movies that are extremely compelling that are like about getting a new pair of shoes. It's just, you know, it's just, I feel like they, they feel the need to make the stakes on these things bigger and bigger. And right. it's like, it doesn't make the movie better. Yeah, I, I thought uh, Spider-Man was a really good example of that. Of a, from yeah. most of that movie, it had relatively small stakes. I actually kind of lost me when they were gonna like when he was gonna bring down like Iron Man's plane or something. Because you need stakes. Like when you, once you get to the big CGI battle, like there's got to be all of the stakes and all of the things, and like it's it's universally the weakest. I don't know if they just ran out of budget at that point, but it's true in Black Panther. It's yep. true in Spider-Man. That's not the most fun part. Right. Is watching CGI people beat each other up. Nothing against think CGI of, at all. Think of Don't all the in, think of all the in jokes and the quotable things and the memes from all of the Marvel shit. It's always the stuff that has nothing to do with fighting, right? It's like mm-hmm. the shawarma was a it's big meme. It's all character moments. Even when it's yes. something like the my secret is I'm always angry. That's not because he's fighting at the time that he says it. It's 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 something about the character that goes beyond just the smashing, you know. Yeah, the only fighting gif I can think of is when uh Hulk punches Thor and it's Thor's being a dick and it it's those little just touches. When when Hulk smashes Loki in the first one it is very very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a that's a uh but that's like an anti. That's like that's exactly. like subverting, you know, you think that there's going to be this huge fight between the mm-hmm. two of them and it's like a total right. subversion. I think I've just sort of learned to accept, kind of like with Star Wars, there's going to be superhero movies for the rest of our lives. And it's okay that we have this, this genre is an interesting thing. And I've also accepted that Disney will own all of this. And I, I also think, do you think like executives and directors are sort of holding their breath of like, are we going to get the X-Men? That's my, I want, I want more X-Men. I've heard behind the scenes, there are many, many, many different scenarios that have been planned and chosen 
based on mm, what the latest information was. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. I hope that comes because out Because you bring day. in the Fantastic Four and X-Men? Oh, I Shit, forgot. Shit, dog. I forgot Woo! the Fantastic Four existed. You put some real budget on X-Men and Fantastic Four? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Doing, doing the Phoenix storyline again? Like, I, you I, know, the oh. movie audiences have been waiting doing that to with, see the Fantastic Four the on the silver Girl. screen. Like, what is their origin story? What are their powers? What do they do? Yeah, like, how, how even did they get like that? <laughs> I want to see pearls all over the alley. I'm like, I liked seeing Peter get his powers. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. And I mean, I, I love a lot about some of every other X-Men movie a lot. But, <laughs> I mean, I really like, not Arya. Who's, what's her name? Um, mm. Who's the Stark girl? What's her name? Oh. You know, the one, the one who was with uh, Joffrey. Oh, Sansa. Oh, yeah. I don't love Sansa Stark as Jean Grey, young Jean Grey, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 curious to see what they do with her in Dark Phoenix. It's I really hope they don't screw that story up too bad again. Right. I, it's an easy story to screw yeah. up, and they really screwed the pooch last time they did it. I mean, it's it's the Sony just can't. It, it it's like Spider Man. They just keep rolling the dice. This is what I said in that episode, though, Alex. It's like. I feel like when I watch some things, all I can see is how much somebody loves the material and the medium. Yes. And then other times, as hard as I squint, I don't see them loving the material or the medium. I see them doing workmanlike, a, a workmanlike trade to produce an acceptable product, but I don't see, not even or passion, not they... even inspiration. Forget all that bullshit. But like, you fucking get it. Even if you didn't love the assignment, you still wrote a great essay. I feel hmm. like that's what is missing a lot of the times, is I don't feel like these people are nearly as invested in the character or the medium as I feel like I am, which is a very conceited thing to say. No, or worse, worse, I think sometimes they, they actively hate the source, oh, and boy. they're like, and they're like, I'll show, and I'll, yeah, and I'll show you, and they're like, I'll show you something you haven't seen before. Like, that's my diagnosis of the new Star Trek series, is like, these are people who didn't they don't like star trek and it's fine not to like star trek but maybe don't make a star trek show right like make your own original part of the canon now but i mean and again i'll fall back to my precious edgar wright like say what you will about that guy but he loves the shit out of the stuff that he is doing he has so much aloha for all of the genres and the very very particular obscure participants in that genre and like if you even if you don't love everything he puts out i i i i feel such an affinity for how much he loves not his movie but the material and the genre that he's that he's working on and it almost feels like an unfair fight it really feels like an unfair fight to compare these kinds of movies these small movies something like patriot something like killing eve something like barry it feels unfair to compare that to a big corporate thing well ask yourself why that feels like an unfair comparison because we've gotten used to the idea that these movies are a thing that we slog through and look for the best in when like my my true passion could be watching a fucking youtube video of somebody who cares the shit out of the thing that they're talking about and it exudes in everything they do and like i i'm just there's there are so many little corners i can go to where I don't need to fill in a lot of the details on why it's good. It, I could be very opinionated about it. I could have a very strong opinion or negative opinion or whatever weird opinion. There are things I like that I don't agree with. Like Syracuse, I'll watch Mikey's movies, even though I rarely agree with anything he has to say. I love that he cares as much as he does. And like that comes through. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that I'm attracted to. I, when I went into Infinity War, I actually just, I hadn't seen, uh, I don't know, I, I rarely actually see Marvel movies until my friends want to talk about them. And, but I think the reason I right? really like that. That surprises me a little bit. Um, no, again, I like I seeing them like in theaters. I feel like you've dragged me to... Marvel movies. No, I've dragged you. Did I drag you to Rogue One? I don't. I don't remember. No, I, I'll go um, see the Star Wars movies. I think I might skip that solo though. Uh, I, I think that sometimes you ever 
you know, I think I'm I, excited. Here's Very a rule. Excited. Here's a rule of thumb. I'm, a, I'm excited. No, no, I am. I'm excited. I'm here's a rule. I'm excited. Here's a rule. I'll hear about. Yes. Here's listen. Here's a rule of thumb. Sometimes you see a trailer for a movie, and that trailer is whispering into your ear, "This is not for you. Like, don't. This is not that's something that fair. you're going to like." Listen, I think that's totally true. Don't go see those movies. Like, they'll be on TV later. I'll catch it later. But the, I saw that trailer, and it's whispering in my ear, this isn't for you. You're not going to like this. And that's okay. I don't have to like every Star Wars thing that comes out. I'll say the visual effects. It's set an the, expectation that if you do see it and like it, that's good for everybody. The visual effects look very professionally <laughs> done. They look they look outstanding. Effects, they look the very, visual very well effects now. And really, if there's any department, I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> that has gone above and beyond in solo. It's definitely the visual, the VF. I call them VFX. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. those lead artists, they, man. They're serving the story. They're serving the brand, mm-hmm. and they are mm-hmm. putting stuff on screen that you just you just can't even imagine. Those folks are doing an amazing job, mm-hmm. and also everyone they know. <laughs> also Kathleen, sorry. Oh my god. Oh. Oh god. <laughs> Motherboard by Vice. A smart doorbell company is working with cops to report quote unquote suspicious people and activities. We go to press. Oh. The Ring Company claims its new app, Neighbors, mm. will fight crime. But it could also become a platform for profiling and discrimination. God. You take the worst of what you could have imagined about e doorbells. And next door, turn it into an app and open it up to the fucking police. Did you read this, Max? I saw that you sent it the other day, and I just my mouth fell open. Did I? Did I you know, I occasionally get asked to judge um, startup like contests and things like that. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Um, and I did, and I I will usually do them if it's for like high school kids because I think it's great to encourage high school kids to like you know keep keep making stuff and keep coding and just learning bit. just learning how to pitch an idea is a great skill sure mm-hmm. yeah I mean, i'm less likely to do it if it's like grown-ass adults right I, I don't really care about them but they just want to buy you coffee that's all just buy coffee oh <laughs> uh, it's only 15 minutes of my time, 15 <clears throat> minutes of your time. can i can minute. i pick your brain for yeah, a little bit yeah could you just start coming down to city hall it'll only take 15 minutes <laughs> uh yeah. i'll see you at uh see you at 11 um so yeah, a really nice place in rockford yeah so <laughs> yeah basically i judged one of these things uh one time and it was um, it was an overnight hackathon, and I was looking at the projects the kids made, and one of them made this thing where the the police would like put in every time there was a crime, and then it would identify places for them to like deploy police based on like historical trends. And and I was like, have you guys ever seen the movie Minority Report? And they were like, ne- and they were like, and they were like, never heard of it. Let's turn this dystopia into a thystopia. <laughs> They were like, never heard of that film. And I was like, you know what? I was like, that's your homework is go watch Minority Report and then come back and say whether you think this app is a good idea. I mean, all they're doing is making an app of they're they're making a heat map of neighborhoods by like race and Panopticon. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a it's a heat map of neighborhoods sorted by like race and income. Right. Like that's all you made. Yeah. Max, that's going to be uh, so. Here we go. The startup ring acquired by Amazon uh, (laughs) uses security cameras to let people monitor their entryways. Now it's launching its neighbors. App. Isn't that a sweet name? A platform reporting crime that so far police in Fort Lauderdale and Orlando and the Ventura Sheriff's Department have access to. <laughs> the app, while presented as a kind of a, 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 a ring customers can already share the footage. Company, uh, the company even provides a how to guide on sharing. Uh, the neighbor's app lets people notify other users about alleged crime in their area. Users can post footage of prowlers afoot and alert people to their whereabouts. Additionally, law enforcement can put out requests for information, but must have a case number when doing so. Yeah, so yeah, this is, uh, it's here. Have you, have either of you called the police in your life? Sure. How many yes. times do you think? 
Mm, I, I think I've only ever called non-emergency, mm. and it's been mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, a dozen times. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. A couple dozen, maybe. I don't know. Wow. I mean, I'm... I have yeah. called the police on uh, the non-emergency number of our local precinct numerous times for heads up. Somebody's doing something real, real shitty. Like, somebody's freaking out on the train, and everybody has moved to the different ends of the train. Like, please come and intervene. Um, like, somebody's, like, swinging wildly and acting crazy. I've done that more times. I've called the cops on somebody maybe three times ever. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never called the cops on a person. I've called, so, like, we had all the burglaries at our old office, and I Mm -hmm. called those in. Um, I've called if I see, like, (laughs) I don't know. I love your stories about meeting the cops at the office. Oh, so my good. God. Yeah, they're so useless. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I feel like I've, I, yeah, I've called the cops a bunch. I've called the cops twice. Well, in the oh, emergency. I've called them primarily for burglar alarms at this office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, oh, those three in the morning calls. Oh, oh are you, do you get those now? I've always gotten them. She's always been on the list. I've notes. always oh. been on the list. I always come check I took out myself, the office. I took myself off of it. I, don't I know. Care. Now I I'm... don't care if this entire building burns down. I'm off the list. Yeah, I'm the first one. <laughs> no, Kevin's the first one. Oh, really? Well, yeah. he doesn't answer them very often. Um, that's fair, though. I have a car, and I come check it out. Uh, yeah. But the first time I called the police, I was in fourth grade, and uh, there were people just knocking on my doorbell repeatedly and r- ringing. And this just happened to be the first time I was home alone. It was my parents, and I called the cops on them. Um, and they thought it was very, very cute. Uh, the second time, well, no, we didn't need, uh, it was, um, yeah, never mind. Yeah, enough said. Yeah, yeah. I think we can all agree we love the cops. Yeah, well. Our boy, uh, we call them my boys in blue, the first responders. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun being gay in a this small neighborhood <laughs> where people... I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs>